0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Latch Mama podcast. It is Friday here um, in Richmond, Virginia. The sun is shining. It's not quite warm yet, um, but it's getting there. Today, we're going to talk about something new, and I would like to say fun, but it's probably not fun, although this story is having a happy ending, which is good. But we're going to talk about fertility today and how it's not always easy to get pregnant and um, some different struggles. And we're going to talk to Mel today, who's going to tell us a little bit about her journey um, to pregnancy. And I hope you enjoy it. You're listening to the Latch Mama podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, business owner and tired mama of five. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, nursing, parenting, and all things motherhood. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Um, It's really fun to have a guest. We haven't really had a whole lot of guests lately just because of COVID. And, um, you know, Lindy, who's our designer at Latch Mama, we've been getting together and doing a lot of podcast episodes. And Lindy and I have a lot of kids. Um, Haven't really had any struggles in terms of getting pregnant. I have struggles sometimes holding on (laughs) to pregnancies. But I'm so excited you're here because I know there are so many people out there who have either had a journey to pregnancy or are still struggling to get pregnant. Um, So it's really nice to kind of hear how everybody kind of finds their way, you know, to motherhood and the journey. So, Thanks for coming to share your yeah, story. Absolutely. I'm totally super-
1: agree. I mean, the more you talk about it, the more you find out that there's so many people out there absolutely. who have trouble. They just don't talk about it. Yeah.
0: And it's so many things about motherhood in general. And it's like what we try and do as a brand and a community is just kind of destigmatize so many things in motherhood. Because I think if you just, you know, read the books or go online or look at social media, it always looks like, you know, roses and unicorns and sunshine. And you don't always know the fact that everybody has a story, you know, that they come to with. And, you know, for every birth, there's a loss or there's a fertility journey or something like that. So, um, I'm excited you're here. So thank you. Um, so why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself, um, and kind of your partner and, you know, kind of, you know, how you
1: got sure, here? <laughs> sure, my name is Melanie. I'm 34 from New Jersey. Um, been married for almost eight years, and um, my husband's name is Dave. And I feel like you know we're just an, your average married young couple, just looking to have fun and just move on to the next stage of life with, with, for, um, for us was family
0: absolutely. and, uh,
1: unfortunately it just didn't go as smoothly as we had hoped. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So how long after you got married, did you guys start trying to start your family?
1: I would say that we started trying actively trying anywhere a year to a year and a half after we got married, probably a year and a half.
0: So did you go off of birth control or
1: so? Not I hope it's not TMI, but we no, were never. As soon whatever, as we got married, as soon as we got married, there was no okay. birth control. We All were right. just we had been together for a long time. Mm-hmm. Been together for years. Um, we've known each other for 14 years. Okay. So we just knew for us. Yeah. If family happened right away, great. If it didn't, that was okay.
0: So the actual trying was probably just watching your cycle, looking Correct. at ovulation and right. stuff like that. Every
1: single month, you take those ovulation tests. <laughs> yeah. You take them for a couple days, find the perfect day, and then. So you were
0: doing up. you were doing what everybody would say right. to do. You were. Right. And it was you, a
1: lot of research because I had no. It's not like I ever had to track my cycles before. Absolutely, I was yeah. Never actively trying to get because your
0: cycles were. We were talking before mm-hmm. we started. Your cycles were completely on point. Like yeah. they were. Oh yeah. Regular. I could count on
1: them. It was the last Friday of every month. <laughs> I knew when it was coming, so absolutely. I never even thought about it. Never, yeah. When you're younger, you just never even think about it. Yeah.
0: You know? yeah. So you were ovulating, mm-hmm. or the test said you were ovulating. You guys were having sex when you were supposed right. to be having sex. Correct. Yeah. And the pregnancy tests were not turning nope. positive
1: every month you got the negative, And of course it's such a disappointment at first Ugh. it was, well, I didn't think I was going to get pregnant the first time. You know? Yeah. absolutely. But then, you know, six months later you're like, this is just the worst. This sucks. Ugh. This is so sad, you know? Yeah.
0: So you were probably in the age group at that point where other people were getting pregnant, your friends, was your family giving you any pressure at this point?
1: Um, I want to say, no, no, they were great. Yeah, And not that they ever intended to make me feel any type of way, but of course, Yeah, you have your aunts and your grandparents like, Oh, when is it going to happen? Yeah. When are you going to have Cause we kids? were talking, you're
0: the oldest of six. Yeah. So I'm sure yeah. your mom was like, when do I get a new baby? <laughs> of like, course, of absolutely. course, every
1: grandma wants a, <laughs> yeah. a baby, a grandbaby right away. So you had people asking and for the most part, it was just like, Hey, so you guys thinking about kids, oh. very just casual. And then you get the, other side where they're just way more direct yeah and almost to the point of they're just oblivious to what they're even asking absolutely comments like what are you waiting for you're not getting any younger oh. you know you're gonna regret waiting so long to have kids but they did just, you
0: did you communicate with anybody that you were trying or was it oh, just more yeah. of like a private no
1: I mean my my family and I are super close okay there is just no secret yeah at <laughs> all so um yeah, I told my sisters, like, hey, we've been trying for a couple months now, nothing's happening. And of course, they're not doctors. They're like, yeah. oh, well, just, you get the, just relax, it'll happen when yeah. it's supposed to oh, happen. oh my goodness That's the worst. Like, yeah. I wish relaxing would solve all my problems. Absolutely, it, it doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And so I'm sure you got a whole bunch of unsolicited right. advice. like all the time. Relax, all the time. it'll all happen time. when it's supposed to.
1: Or even the God comments, provides like, are you sure whatever. you're doing it right? Ooh. I'm pretty sure that comes <laughs> naturally to most people. I would hope so.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. So... At some point, Mm -hmm. you decided it was probably time to get some help or explore what was going on.
1: Sure. I started just the easiest route, which was going to your gynecologist, just chit-chatting, because she can check you out. She can Mm -hmm. look you over and make sure everything's okay. She expressed to me that I was perfectly healthy. Again, I was ovulating. My blood work showed I was ovulating. There was nothing from her end that would tell her that I couldn't conceive naturally. And I did that for a while with her. Lots of just tests, blood work, yeah. Um, HSGs, which are hysterical cell which Whoa, is. Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: I am impressed that you just pulled that out. Well,
1: when you get four of them, you kind of start memorizing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um,
0: had a couple of those done, not fun. Um, so, is that where they put dye in your tubes or your It's your uterus, entire or? uterus, okay. your
1: uterus all the way to your tubes. Okay. So, what they're looking for is that there's no blockage in your fallopian tubes that would prevent you from releasing eggs and all that. And then um, they I guess it probably
0: checks to make sure your uterus isn't divided or right. anything. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I forgot what that's called. Like a heart shaped uterus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I do have a heart shaped uterus, but that was not the issue. It was very sl- <laughs> slight heart shaped. Um, did all those, they came back. Okay. Um, one of them showed some polyps Had to get that removed. They thought, oh, so okay. you're
0: still with the OB at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um, the OB is like, Oh, maybe these polyps are causing a problem.
0: Was that laparoscopically, or was mm-hmm. that just okay? Yeah,
1: super. Like it's quick, not that painful. <laughs> you have some slight cramping afterwards, yeah. not that bad. And um, unfortunately, the polyps were not the problem either. So, so yeah.
0: So at some point, you decided to move over to fertility specialists. Mm-hmm. How many yeah. years in were we at this point?
1: I'm I'm thinking maybe like three years okay. at this point. Wow. Three, anywhere okay. from yeah. 3 to 4 years. Okay. Um we've, you know, we tried naturally for let's just say almost 2 yep. and then seeing um the gynecologist mm-hmm. for 2. And
0: Because you were young. Yeah, I I
1: wasn't like necessarily in a huge rush. And my husband and I were just having just a lot of fun just being married. We were, you know, young, still are young. And um, we traveled, had a good time, hung out with friends, made new friends because we moved, you know, from New Jersey to Baltimore to Richmond and then ended up in Cleveland, which is where I started my IVF treatments.
0: Okay. Mm hmm. Oh, we haven't gotten there. He can't. You, no, you can't it's okay. You can, uh, That's okay, That's <laughs> okay. You can't ruin the story yet. Okay, so we go to the fertility doctor. Mm-hmm. All right. What happened there?
1: A lot of blood work, um, checking you over. You know, they test your blood levels, your different levels on certain specific days of the month to make mm-hmm. sure you are ovulating correctly. So he kind of did the same thing that the gynecologist did.
0: Came um, up to the same solution that you were yeah, ovulating. Yeah, same
1: conclusion.
0: Check the sperm maybe?
1: We yeah. definitely checked his sperm. We checked that twice um, just to make sure the numbers look good. And mm-hmm. they did, so it was an issue on his end. But as far as I was told, it wasn't an issue on my end either. So a lot of times they just tell you, oh, it just happens. This just happens. You know, sometimes it just takes longer.
0: I don't, can't even imagine how much that, like what that feels like.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, it definitely plays like uh, more of a mental like physical stuff I I can take
0: yeah I'm
1: okay with the constant blood work I'm okay with the procedures and super and these are like very invasive procedures not just like checking you on the outside they're checking you on the inside so it's not very comfortable so it just gets to be disheartening Mm -hmm. you know you start to kind of start blaming yourself and then you just take on a lot of the blame like Mm -hmm. I feel like I took on a lot of blame for like as if it was something I was doing wrong I mean,
0: I'm sure like, and I, and I have not been in your situation other than the fact that I've had losses. So Mm -hmm. I have had that, you know, blame on my shoulders of like, Hey, did I eat something wrong? Did I exercise too much? Did I, you know, is there something that I'm doing that's not Mm -hmm. getting us to this goal that I have with my partner? You know, there, there's always that stuff that you're internalizing. And we were talking earlier about like, you know, he can, he can get a sperm checked. And then at that point he can support you as much as he can, but it is mm-hmm. all on you. Mm-hmm. Like it's on you to figure out what's going on in your body. And mm-hmm. I can't, it's, it's just hard. It's like just kind of the role of the, yeah. of the woman from, you know, kind of a fertility. Absolutely.
1: Standpoint. I mean, he, he did everything he could. He said all yeah. the right things. And Absolutely. If I wanted him to come out to a doctor's appointment, he did. It was never an issue, but at the same time, there's only so much he can do. And there's only so much like, Oh, it's okay. It'll be fine. It'll happen next month. Yeah. Like after a while, you don't want to hear that anymore. No, it's not okay. It's been four years. It's obviously not okay. And
0: you're always in your body. Like you're always in this, like, you're the one that walks around Mm -hmm. with your body wondering, you know, what's going on? Why is this not happening? Right. And I can't imagine even like having a professional look at you and say, "Eh," you know, like, I mean, not that anybody kind of threw their hands up in the air. I'm sure people were very committed to making it happen, but not having any, you know, secure answers for you.
1: Yeah. That was, that was very frustrating. The fact that they were just like, it was, I got like both responses. It was either, well, we don't have an answer. So let's just go straight to IVF. Mm
0: -hmm. Well,
1: I was like, well, I'd like to find out what's wrong first because if there's something wrong with me, it might affect my chances of having successful IVF cycles. So so I got a, a li- yeah. got a little bit of both. A lot of times they just go straight to, well, we know this will just work. So let's just do this. Yeah. And I just, I didn't really like that route. I wanted to make sure that everything was fine. Yeah. So that's what kind of made our process a little longer was yeah. the fact that I didn't.
0: Just you, want to jump to Yeah. IBF.
1: And like, not to mention that, like, it's an expensive process. So you have to financially prepare yourself Absolutely. to be able to do this.
0: And you also probably want to learn about what's going on at this point. So if you're paying for IVF, that IVF IVF has the most opportunity to work Mm -hmm. and to be good. So did you guys try IUI? So, yes. So
1: at this point, um, the doctor told us, like, let's just try IUI because at least it's a mm-hmm. little more. Can you explain um, to
0: everybody what IUI is, is for this? Yeah, right?
1: intrauterine insemination. So okay. you take the sperm and insert the sperm um, using a catheter right into your uterus on a day that you are your peak day that you're ovulating. Okay. And it's supposed to be more direct. Do we
0: hyperovulate at all? I mean, do we try and make sure yeah, we're ovulating? So
1: you obviously take some tests, but they also had me on Clomid. Okay. Um, I did a couple of rounds of Clomid. Um, but I did find out after the fact, after I done IUIs mm-hmm. that the, the chances of IUI succeeding are not that much greater than natural conception because it's essentially almost the same thing. It's just yep. they get a little closer. Okay. So that's, that's disappointing because in your mind, you think, oh, this, is, this has to work. I mean, yeah. how can it not? They're literally, the sperm is literally right in front and of you. And literally the they, <laughs> yeah. they know you're ovulating yeah. and there's
0: sperm and you're putting yeah. them together. It's like Why perfect wouldn't timing? it work? You have to yeah. go at
1: it like a specific time of mm-hmm. the day so, um, we ended up doing four rounds of IUI and it sounds like that can just happen pretty quick, but it's not that quick because you have to do it on a specific day of the month. Okay. And then in between those, you get some blood work, you get testing. And if God forbid you have to be out of town for a wedding or yeah. your husband has to be out of town for work, well, then that month just passed and now you got to move. You got to do,
0: wow. you know, I'm wait sure for next like month. I'm sure your, like your life was yeah. literally being run by your hormonal cycles. And oh, absolutely. When it it started obviating.
1: controlling our life for sure, which is not the best way you want to spend your time with your husband is oh. just counting the days and talk like it, it becomes an obsession and yeah. you don't, just don't want that for your life.
0: And I like, I keep coming back to the fact of like your age in the sense that, you are younger. So Mm -hmm. probably everywhere you turned were pregnancy announcements. And just like from a marketing perspective, Mm -hmm. I know as as like who we market to as a company, like I'm sure you were getting our ads. I'm sure you were getting like, tons of different places ads like hey you know are oh, yeah. you getting pregnant you know, you know come social shop. media always yeah always absolutely watches you, you know so god forbid i like google
1: something or uh-huh. or i buy someone a present at yeah. babies r us yeah. all of a sudden it's it all feels like, so irresponsible yeah. to
0: me and there was a new york times article about a woman who had lost her baby and um she'd lost it like at 12 weeks or something so mm-hmm. it was pretty far along um but she called us out in the new york Ti- and i started laughing i was like this is really not the first way i ever want to have my company's name in new york times oh, but wow. she talked about the fact that she was just like and then I turn on my my computer and Latch Mama's advertising to me and it was just in this big article about how we do follow people mm-hmm. around the internet and mm-hmm. how when terrible things happen you know it, do- it doesn't emotionally make us feel better so right. I'm sure you couldn't avoid the fact no, no. It was out there and it was something that, quote unquote, you were supposed to be Right. Doing. Especially
1: given that we are, we were at the time, late 20s yeah. to early 30s. So everyone you know is either getting pregnant, is on yep. their f- second kid by now. Yeah. Not everyone. I shouldn't say everyone because it's not yeah. everyone. But it felt like everyone. Absolutely. It felt like every single person I knew was getting pregnant so fast. And I'd like to think that I'm a pretty selfless person.
0: Yeah. But
1: like when you're in the middle of it and you're drowning in, imagine. in infertility... Yeah. It, it can be overwhelming. And while you put a smile on your face and you congratulate that person and you yeah. mean it, you genuinely yeah, are happy yeah. for that person. But then you, you kind of retreat into yourself and you think like, why can't it be me? Like, why isn't this happening to me? Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with me. I don't and understand why it's not and there's happening.
0: There's nobody. And that's the crazy part is nobody could really give you any answers. Right. So you didn't have that. Mm-hmm can imagine that. that was probably really hard. Mm, yeah. Did you? So every IUI cycle, I'm sure you pulled out the tests and yeah,
1: and it was negative. And you know they tell you to wait the two weeks. Yeah, but of course it's like day ten, and you're gonna take it because yeah. if you're pregnant, you should it should work by Absolutely. then. Absolutely. And it doesn't. It comes back negative, and you just start second guessing yourself. Like, well, did I eat the you know the yeah. right things? Did I have that pineapple? Like as much pineapple as i was supposed to have because yeah. they tell you that helps, right?
0: Am I on the right or prenatal? Yeah. Am I or doing? Did yeah. did I?
1: push that cart at the grocery store yeah. and that affected it. It's you just getting your head it's, yeah,
0: it's so crazy. I mean, whether it's fertility, whether it's loss, whether it's, you know, somebody going into early term labor, like the pressure that we put on ourselves as females is incredible because mm-hmm. there's nobody else that can take it other than right. us, you know? Right. Um, so IUI didn't work. Mm-hmm. Did you immediately? Oh, did you immediately jump into IVF?
1: Uh, no. So at this point we're four years in and we're obviously just over this whole thing. Well, we've been over it, but like we just kept on pushing through. So we took a little bit of time off. Like I would say maybe like six months off and just tried to think about something else. Yeah. You know, just try to enjoy life, go out, travel, have fun with friends and family. Just not think about it because what we were talking about before, Mm -hmm. something that is really important to me is my marriage and my relationship with my husband. If I feel like if your marriage is not solid at the point of you getting pregnant, like that can lead to other problems. So Mm -hmm. we just decided, okay, well, if we're going to start a family, I don't want to start it off in a state of us being stressed and unhappy Mm -hmm. or
0: overwhelmed.
1: I want us to be in a good place. Because
0: I'm sure it was consuming your life. Of course. It's all...
1: I mean, anyone asked you like, Oh, would you go to the doctor again? What did yeah. they say? What's and then going you on? have the hormones
0: that you're taking, like Clomid and mm-hmm. stuff. And you're probably feeling, you know, some of that, <laughs> that pregnancy stuff that feels terrible of and course. then you're not pregnant. And so then, so you gave yourself a little break, mm-hmm. yep. hung out with your husband. Yeah. We Remembered just why you loved him yeah, so much. Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, we had grown up together pretty much. Yeah. So I, that was just like a big priority for us. And we talked about it. If either of us had ever felt yeah. any type of way about this whole infertility process, we would talk to each other about it. So I feel come. like that's
0: a great advice and great takeaway yeah, is that like it's if so it starts important. to feel too much, like remember why it's not you're supposed doing to be to a begin job. With. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: not supposed to be like a full time job. Um, so then at this point now, we uh, end up having to move to Cleveland for my husband's job. And I feel like we were already mentally prepared to just Move on to IVF. I mean, we had Mm -hmm. done everything else. Honestly, it was our last option. So we knew, get to Cleveland, find some doctors, and let's just move to the next step, which for us was IVF at the Cleveland Clinic.
0: Did you have, I know we talked a little bit about the fact that they figured out, quote unquote, what was difficult or what was hard for you to get pregnant. Did you have that diagnosis before you went to Cleveland or is that what they found in Cleveland? So we
1: went to Cleveland and unfortunately it doesn't matter how many doctors you see, (laughs) how many times you do these tests, you're going to do them all over again because they need to see it for themselves. And in the the span of four years, things things can change. change. So went through that all over again, all the blood work, all the tests, took Clomid again, all of that.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: They looked at all my tests, looked at my medical history and decided, okay, well, there's nothing wrong with you physically that we can tell. So let's just do a super in-depth, like genetic analysis. So they did that. And that was a process in itself because it takes some time to get those results. And they looked at me and my husband's genetics. Is it just blood
0: work? Is that? It's blood
1: work. Okay. It's a lot of blood work, but it's blood work. Um, Nothing physical. Um, So after we got the report from the genetics counselor, we found out that I had mosaic Turner syndrome, okay. which um, the easiest way to explain it is you're essentially going into early menopause, okay. which makes you lose your eggs faster and okay. the quality of your eggs deteriorates much quicker. So okay. I, my egg reserve, which m- was much lower than
0: someone in their early 30s, but like 32. I assume they had tested your FSH. Does it not affect your FSH at all? So it, does, it? it does. It okay. does. So
1: the reason why they moved to the genetic testing is okay. because they saw my, my levels, Okay. let's say t- from two years ago. Mm-hmm. They did them again, and my numbers had dropped like way faster okay. than it should for okay. a woman my age so that's has it has got to be something genetic
0: okay and then that's wow. when they
1: found out about mosaic turner syndrome yeah it's fascinating mm-hmm.
0: so we talked a little bit about like kind of your mom and mm-hmm. how that did your mom i she had a lot of babies she yeah. had six did mm-hmm. she struggle at all getting never pregnant or my
1: mom never was
0: struggled. she super young when she got um, pregnant or? i think she
1: had me at 24 okay so yeah young you know but at that time
0: you know. So then she had one every two years, I don't know if she <laughs> yeah, did, but I assume, I assume that's essentially, yeah. I mean, t- looking at my life, that's essentially how you get to, to six. So no, the crazy so, thing is
1: my mom was done having kids the age that I am now. Okay. I am 34 turning 35 and I think she had her last one at 35. Okay. So
0: she could technically have the same genetic thing, but started earlier maybe or.
1: So with mosaic Turner syndrome, it's not genetically passed on. Okay. It is something that when you are conceived, As an embryo, you already have this in your genetics. It's just um, you're either with mosaic Turner syndrome, you're either missing a part of your chromosomes or they're deformed or damaged in some type of way. Okay. So the difference between that and regular Turner syndrome is that you are completely missing a chromosome. And that is more serious than mosaic Turner -Turner syndrome. Syndrome.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. Okay. So... You got this diagnosis. How did you feel? Was it nice to have an answer? Were you scared, or
1: um, I wasn't scared until I started going
0: online. So okay. my first reaction
1: is, "Thank God!" Like, okay. okay. Well, I think my first reaction was like, "Oh my God, is that really bad?" They're like, okay. "No, no, it's it's workable. We can work with that." I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> and then I was at peace with it, and so I started doing research. And of course, like the articles are just always super negative. Um, but we figured the doctor would have told us if there was a zero percent chance of me getting pregnant yeah. I feel like she would have told me that's not what she said so we were just going to rely on her and trust her advice yeah and but and she I did, mean
0: you were also at the Cleveland Clinic which, which I mean yeah. is fantastic
1: it, such a blessing um Dr. Austin she's the best <laughs> um <laughs> she actually just retired <laughs> but um so she told us you need to do IVF your egg the quality of your eggs and your numbers mm-hmm. you will just it will not work naturally
0: which was fine with us. Okay. Cause you were kind of there, yeah, but it was knew, really yeah. cool because you had taken your time with the journey to try and get an answer to why you needed to be there, mm-hmm. which I think is great. And right. I think advocating for yourself and, you know, researching and showing up, I think is such an important thing. And, Absolutely. and it's an important lesson to learn, you know, whatever stage of motherhood. You're and in I feel and
1: like the, the big thing with me and my husband, that conversation that we kept on having is I don't know why there's such like a stigma with IVF. I mm-hmm. feel like people are like, well, it's just not natural. It's like you're playing God and science is getting involved, but like to each his own, just keep your comments to yourself because it can be very damaging to someone. Um, especially if you're a person who conceived naturally and you have three kids, you just wouldn't know the struggle that someone's going through. So, um, we were just kind of a little worried that some people might pass judgment on our decision to move on Mm -hmm. with IVF. But at the end of the day, it's our relationship, our marriage, our family. Yep. And it doesn't matter how your child mm-hmm. comes into the world, whether it's natural, IVF, adoption, surrogacy. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't matter. It's your family. Absolutely. Whether it's blood-related related or not, it's, it's yours.
0: So you guys moved back to New Jersey to do IVF?
1: Yeah. We moved back to New Jersey um, for a number of reasons, um, job-related. Our family was all there, so we figured if we're going to start this
0: journey, let's yeah. start it at home. So at this point, had you paid – thousands of dollars out of pocket like or had Um, most of stuff been covered or
1: well we're super blessed to have great insurance so luckily we um a lot of it was covered especially these exploratory procedures are covered but um yeah I mean I can only imagine I've never gone back and done the math but um, by the time we got to let's just say before IVF Uh it's been four years, five years almost, mm-hmm. for sure. I'm sure we've spent thousands of dollars, which is not easy. It's a lot of saving, yeah. you know,
0: but it was credit cards and yeah. paying them but off. It's, yeah. But it's something that's important yeah, to you guys. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. So did you find a good doctor in New Jersey? Like, were yeah, you excited? Yeah, I don't or? even
1: know. It's, it's kind of crazy. Actually, I do know how I found this doctor. My sister okay. at the time. I won't go into too much detail <laughs> about her personal life. She's pregnant and she's due in two
0: weeks. Oh, that's amazing. She
1: had some complications, um, very minor complications. And she is very much about research and knowledge. Yeah. And she's been like that her whole life. She had gone to this doctor, to this okay. IVF doctor. And I was like, well, if it's good enough for my sister, it's yeah. good enough for me. And she is the best doctor. Love her. It's awesome. Cried the day. I had to leave her. Didn't want to leave her. I was going to, she's the best. Okay.
0: So hold on. We got, we got to get to the end before we, before we talk about these relationships along the way. But, um, so I assume you were able to just say, Hey, here's all of this stuff that Mm -hmm. I've been working on in the last five years, Mm -hmm. I guess we're Mm at at this point. Like we need to do IVF. Here it is. Like, can we, can we bypass a lot of these tests and stuff? And can we, can we just get started? Is that right?
1: Absolutely. So this doctor is not like just a uh, fertility specialist. Mm-hmm. She is there to do IVF. It's what they do. Okay. So we knew going in there, well, we had already been told IVF was our only yep. option. So we knew that we we're going in there mm-hmm. to get information on IVF and whether even IVF would guarantee us a baby. Cause there's never any guarantees. Went there and I feel like the doctors always try to be conservative. They don't mm-hmm. want to get any, anyone's hopes up, but she was great, super positive. Like, let's just do this. Let's just give it mm-hmm. a try.
0: So you did a few egg retrievals mm-hmm. prior to implantation mm-hmm. because you wanted to get ahead of the Mosaic Turner syndrome, correct?
1: Yeah. So um, because you lose your eggs faster and the mm-hmm. quality deteriorates quicker, you kind of you can't wait. You don't have the luxury of going through one IVF cycle and then doing the the transplant mm-hmm. and then carrying the pregnancy giving birth and then going back for a second IVF mm-hmm. cycle because there's no guarantees that you can have any healthy eggs left. So we did embryo banking, which okay. is you just do as many IVF cycles as you can or have to mm-hmm. until you are happy with the number of embryos you have.
0: Got it. Mm-hmm. So you came up with how many?
1: 6. So Yay. we did um, 3 cycles. Okay. And we got well we got a good amount of eggs. But let's just say I think we got anywhere from five to seven each cycle. Okay. But we only got two healthy embryos out of each cycle.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have six. Six. And mm-hmm. one is inside yeah. of you currently? Yeah, I'm
1: currently <laughs> pregnant, thirteen weeks today. Healthy baby. Yeah. Everything's been perfect. Thank God. Even if it wasn't, I would never complain. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: um tell me what it was like after you I guess the whole IVF cycle happened yeah. and you, did you wait 10 days to take your test or did you wait?
1: Uh, I did. Well, so it's a little different because okay. this is already, it's an embryo. So you don't have to did wait. you pick the
0: gender or did you, we, how does that, how does that work? We
1: did pick the gender, but we haven't told okay, what we That's picked. fine. You don't, you don't yeah. need to tell anybody.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, but they, they just, give you that option or?
1: They do. So because of my mosaic Turner syndrome, yep. we also had to do genetic testing on all the embryos to mm-hmm. make sure that there was no issues with the chromosomes. Um, So with that test, you also find out the gender. Yeah. So we weren't going to find out the gender, but I was sitting, it was like two days before the transfer and I had all these questions and the doctor was like, I could answer all these questions for you if you could just, if I could just tell you the gender. I was like, no, 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 don't tell me. And I kept on asking her questions. Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry. I can't answer so this.
0: So so did she pick the best one? Yeah, and the then,
1: embryologist does.
0: Okay, so they picked mm-hmm. the best one. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like, hey, we want a girl or hey, we want a boy. Well, that um, was my
1: question. I was like, can I pick whether I want a boy or a girl? And they're like, yeah, I guess you could, but but we
0: want to put the best one inside p- of you. Yeah, we want to okay. start with
1: the best option. Um so, day of the transfer, mm-hmm. best day ever, super happy, you go in, it takes like literally five minutes, you go five years trying to have a baby, and you, do you get a little getting,
0: picture of it, you
1: do, so you're sitting there, and there's a camera, and there's like a TV screen in front of you, and the embryologist is like, okay, you see that little tiny little speck on the corner of the screen, that's your baby, Oh my and you just see it like floating around, oh, and it's like so bouncing cool. around the screen, it's great, and then two so seconds later they're like all right well it's in you so you can go home now so it's like
0: five day seven day what is it what was oh it? it was
1: a day five day five yeah okay. day five embryo transfer it was a frozen embryo because okay. we have to freeze them after okay. genetic testing um we went home, and of course, I'm walking around with my legs like tight. I was like, I don't want it to fall out. But the doctor told me, it's like it's not gonna fall out. That's so um, funny. This was right before Christmas, the twenty third. Okay. So I kind of just laid. Did low. you take
0: like a lot of progesterone and stuff? Like, do they oh get your gosh. body ready? Like, yeah.
1: oh, absolutely. Um, I spent June through December doing nothing but taking. Uh, injections. So okay. you do the stimulants for a couple of weeks okay. and then you think your your injections are all over. But before you start, before you do the transfer, you mm-hmm. have to start progesterone, okay. which makes your uterus like super sticky so yeah. that when the embryo goes in, it just didn't make stuck. you sick. Um, didn't make me sick, but like the injections are not fun. You do them yeah. every morning and it's a, it's an oil. It's not like a, like a liquid it's actual oil. So you have to heat it up in your hands first. So the process, is like your husband gets up, mm-hmm. hands you the, you know, the needle with progesterone. I usually like would stick it in my like pajama pants, mm-hmm. warm it up for like 20 minutes while he got ready. And then you do it and you, you do actually do it in like your lower back, like okay. the upper part of your butt. Um, wow. So at this point you've been yeah. doing it for a couple of weeks. And then you do that. But it was fine. It's not mm-hmm. terrible. I think it was maybe like two weeks before the transfer or something okay. like that. And you do the transfer and...
0: You stay on oral progesterone after that? Mm-mm. Okay. It's
1: injections the whole time. Okay. I'm trying to think. Um, you take progesterone till week 11 of your pregnancy. Because that's
0: when the placenta takes over right. and starts exactly. making Exactly No, no, you're
1: fine. Um, so it was... It was, um, it was weeks. It was like 13 weeks of of progesterone. So your lower back, but like, will is never scared, look the same. same. Yeah. Will ne- it's like riddled with holes.
0: <laughs> so you took your test on Christmas day, which yeah. is a, which is a gamble I know. of some I know. sort. I
1: shouldn't have done it. I couldn't wait. feel pregnant at all? I mean, no. I guess. Okay. No, there was no, like they say the implantation cramping. Yeah. No implantation cramping, nothing. I wish I would have had even a little sign, but like you start like. To really pay attention to anything and yeah. you start like psyching yourself out. Yeah. Thank God it was Christmas, getting ready for Christmas, wrapping gifts so you just don't think about it.
0: Oh my gosh. Um, was your husband around when he took the test?
1: No, he wasn't. He was, where was he? He was like working or something. No, it was Christmas morning. So I don't know where he was, downstairs somewhere. And I took it because. If it was great news, then what better Christmas gift yeah. than a positive pregnancy test? Because you
0: hadn't seen one. In I've four never, years. And, and it's never. It's so interesting to talk to somebody who's had a fertility journey mm-hmm. who's never seen a positive pregnancy mm-hmm. test.
1: Yeah. So I took it Christmas morning and it was positive. And I think I took like four just to make sure because I was so nervous. Yeah. And then I got in the shower because I needed to calm myself down. I was crying, jumping up and down. You, and you hadn't shown them yet? I hadn't shown them. I got in the shower. Cause I wasn't going to take it. And it was, I saw them on the bathroom counter before I got into the shower. Yeah. So like, oh, let me just do it. So
0: I did Were it. you getting ready to go like to see family? Cause you were in New Jersey. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think we we're seeing family that night. Okay. Yeah. So took it. And I remember just being in the shower just saying over and over again, oh my God, oh my God, no way, no way, no way. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I was just freaking out. And then my husband came up to the bedroom after I got in the shower and he was like complaining about something like oh yeah. my back really hurts I don't know why my back hurts <laughs> I love men <laughs> yeah he was just complaining about some back pain and I remember thinking well hopefully this cheers you up and I passed him the oh pregnancy test and it was just like an awesome moment did he cry te- oh yeah, yeah. I'm, like, oh, like, I'm yeah. gonna cry for you yeah, right now yeah. like, it's He's, amazing well, I won't say he cried he probably would want me to tell people yeah. he cried but he definitely got like a little teary eyed yeah. for sure that's for awesome sure. it was a great moment like I'll remember it for the rest of my life for
0: sure so, so- So when did you end up going? Did you go in at six weeks, seven weeks for heartbeat Mm, or? Okay. I think I, it was, it was six weeks. Okay. So do you go get HCGs done too? Mm -mm. Like, so no, no. okay So no serial blood work or anything? No. Uh,
1: Well, you do go get blood work. You go for blood work and you wait for that. Mm -hmm. And then if it's positive, Mm -hmm. then you go in for the ultrasound. Okay, So, um, I mean, it's so tiny at that point, you know? So blood work came back and it's just so exciting when you hear yeah. the nurses who have been yeah. with you for Absolutely. so long and yeah. these nurses get really attached to you. Yeah. They just are so happy for you. So when you get that phone call that, yes, it worked and these are your numbers yeah. and we're going to keep on calling you to make sure your numbers keep yeah. on increasing. Did you double?
0: Did you go back yes, and make sure they double? Oh and yeah. Then, then oh did yeah. you research like if that's where it was supposed to be yeah. or anything? Well, they,
1: well yeah, definitely research, but they tell you, they were so yeah. excited. You could hear like all the nurses that's in the awesome. background, your numbers are awesome. Your numbers are awesome. That's so great. That, those phone calls were great and then we went in and um
0: was there any talk of putting two in or was it always just putting one um, embryo in
1: so we asked that our doctor person like and actually i've gotten i've gotten this from two different doctors mm-hmm. they don't recommend it only because a multiple pregnancy is high risk absolutely by nature yep. so if you have the option of not doing two yep like you're, this is your first pregnancy after years yeah. of, you know, heartache.
0: It's easier. Let's to carry not make one. it a li- let's not yep. make it
1: any harder than Absolutely. it has to be, and especially because I have a limited amount of embryos. Mm-hmm. So if you miscarry, you are going to miscarry both. Yep. And, Absolutely. You know,
0: yeah, so which is fine by me. So you went in for a heartbeat. Is yeah, went in see? for
1: heartbeat. Um, at the or a first time we went, or yeah, we wanna call it. you can see the heartbeat, but you just can't hear yeah. it at first because yeah. it's just so tiny. And it was a great day. It was the best day of my life. Like I'll never forget it. <laughs> Dr. Holden, Dr. Emily Holden, I'll miss her. <laughs> um, she was just so happy for us. And then you graduate from your IVF doctor, and that's probably the saddest day. I didn't want to leave her.
0: Oh, did yeah. you? Did does Dr. Austin from Cleveland Clinic know you're pregnant?
1: No, she doesn't, because I didn't know. I got a letter from her saying that she was retiring. retiring so yeah. I never told her. Which is kind of I'm sure that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I well, should maybe you can
0: you can share the podcast with her. There you go. You, <laughs> can, you can find her and drop the link to her. Well
1: Dr. Holden I would uh, we keep in touch. That's so, awesome. Yeah.
0: Because it's so important that you're, I guess, cared for throughout the process. And we yeah. hope that you know it's something we preach at Latch Mom all the time that, you know, if you don't feel taken care of by your care provider, go find another Oh, one. absolutely.
1: That's so important. Um I think part of the reason it took us so long is mm-hmm. because we weren't happy with a lot of our doctors. They kind of either brush off your concerns Mm -hmm. or just want to get to from zero to a hundred in a short period of time without even finding the answers. And I just didn't feel comfortable with that. I'd rather know everything. And I
0: have no, I have no scientific backing of this. Mm -hmm. I've definitely not been through the fertility process, but I can imagine that there's a difference between dealing with the blood work number side of things and actually dealing with, the whole gestating a human watching Mm -hmm. a woman grow into motherhood. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. there's probably more of science on the fertility side and maybe there's less of that connection or I don't know. I just think there's probably good doctors and, you know, sure. Sure. And it's also personality. Like not that I need you to
1: hold my hand, but I definitely need you to have some type of bedside manner and like, you know, if I'm going through this. I know nothing. Like, you need to rely on your doctor. So yeah. definitely, you have to be your own advocate when it comes it to doctors. It makes me really
0: happy that you had a good experience, oh, though, yeah. and it was, like, joyful when you the got best. pregnant and, like, the taken care of and stuff. Yeah. How? Uh, so you graduated. So I guess, have you had your first OB I have. appointment? Yeah, I've had a couple.
1: I've had a couple. And, um, unfortunately, COVID, you know, does yeah. taint some experiences, <laughs> yeah. but it, it's okay. Uh, my husband can't go to my appointments with me, yeah. so we FaceTime. <laughs> but he did get to go to the first one at the IV, our first ultrasound with the IVF doctor. Good. So at least he got one. Yeah. And then after that, he couldn't go to the OBs uh, appointments. Um, got to hear the heartbeat, which was yeah. just surreal. So cool. Yeah. Um, baby's looking healthy. I'm healthy. It's amazing. Measuring where it's supposed to be. Everything looking good. It's awesome. So. You
0: feel good? Did you have morning sickness or anything?
1: Um. It's more like all day queasiness kind yeah. of thing. Like I have to constantly be snacking on something. Yeah. I can't have full meals. I've learned like there's no, just th- like, no yeah. eating three meals. I have to just constantly snack little things throughout yeah. the day. But that was the worst of it. Maybe a little tired like yeah. the first couple of weeks.
0: Your body was probably so used to the progesterone <laughs> yeah. at yeah. that point that you were like, whatever, yeah. I'm going to work through this. Yeah. Well, cool. Anything, like what are your takeaways? Like if somebody's listening to this and either struggling to get pregnant mm-hmm. or in the middle of of the journey or whatever, like what other than, I mean, I love the takeaway of, Hey, if you have to take a break, Mm -hmm. take a break and focus on, you know, what does bring you joy. I love that. Um, I love those takeaways, but anything else that, um,
1: takeaways, um, obviously like your own mental health is Mm -hmm. probably the most important. Take care of yourself first. Absolutely. Um, don't give up, don't lose hope. And just, if someone says something to you that just like crushes your heart, just, Understand that they don't know what you're going through. Absolutely. They don't mean it. At least I hope they wouldn't mean to hurt you yeah. and just try to try to just take it on the chin. Yeah. And just for me, it was a lot of praying and holding my friends and family close. Yeah. Having a great support system. Like don't keep it to yourself. Actually. I think that's really important. People will, and that includes even like my sister experienced
0: miscarriages. Yeah.
1: Um, I would say share, don't be nope. afraid to share. There's no shame. There's mm-hmm. no embarrassment. I would say, make sure you have a good group Mm -hmm. around you because that'll make things a lot better.
0: And I can tell you that if you can learn that now Mm -hmm. before you get pregnant and then carry that with you through every bit of motherhood, um, going forward, I feel like it's such an important, healthy lesson to learn because it's, it's your journey here hasn't been easy. And I can promise you, even if you like, once you hold this like beautiful, healthy, amazing child, like. They're gonna have to get potty trained at some yeah. point, and they're gonna have to they're yeah. gonna have to do a lot of things that your little village is gonna be super important to oh, have. Absolutely,
1: so. and it'll all be worth it, and it'll absolutely. be all the sweeter. You'll appreciate yeah. it all the all the more. Yeah, uh,
0: uh, congratulations! Thank, thank you. you for sharing your story, and oh, hopefully, no, it inspired and help other people. And I can't wait to see your little baby. Oh,
1: I know, me too. <laughs> I can't wait. So thank you. Thank you. you. Really all appreciate right. it.